Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Friday, the 4th of November. And first up, Elon Musk Twitter firings just began. Employees locked out of building, badges disabled, and SJWs rage. I'm going to have probably, <laughs> I don't know how many videos on what's going on with the hashtag Twitter layoffs today. Information is coming fast and furiously. I'm not going to run any ads today. All I'm going to do is ask wherever, whatever platform you're watching on that you consider giving me a subscribe. You guys are crushing it subscribing and uh, it, it really, really matters. And uh, I'll always remind people, I'm going to leave a promo code in the comment section down below for my coffee, tea and cocoa. Don't take my word for it. There's 2,400 five-star reviews of our products from real customers, all pictures and videos included. Please do consider supporting the channel and getting some delicious coffee, tea, or cocoa. Link in the description. Elon Musk's Twitter begins layoffs. So last night, Twitter employees were locked out of the building. The employees that were still in the building were asked to leave or escorted out. Then they were told to go home and sit in front of their computers. And I've got the absolutely brutal letter that they all received here for you as well. Twitter Inc. has told employees it would notify them about headcount reductions on Friday, a move that comes about a week after billionaire Elon Musk acquired social media company, the social media company. The company and a message office staff did not spell out the extent of the cuts. Twitter had more than 7,500 employees at the start of the year, according to a regulatory filing. The email seen by the Wall Street Journal uh, said that employees will receive a message by 9 a.m. Pacific time Friday, whether or not they've been affected. Well, we now know uh, in my follow-up video, uh, they do know uh, people are starting to get their notices and we're going to go through that like right. That's why I mean, just subscribe so you actually get notified because <laughs> this. make sure you take your whatever anti-salt pills or whatever. So this is the this is the thing. So. Twitter layoffs begin in 12 hours. This is the leaked email last night. They have so many employees, folks have to just sit in front of their computers and wait. Buildings have been locked down, badges have been disabled, employees have been sent home. Now, if you've ever been laid off before, I have. I've been laid off and I've also had to lay people off. It sucks, okay? Usually in in in, in both cases, I think the, the the first layoff that I was a part of where I was laying people off as a as a leader in the company, we had, I don't know, about 150 employees and we were laying off 60% of the staff. My team, which was the marketing department, I only had to lay off like three or four people because without marketing, the phones don't ring. So they needed us to, you know, build back the business. Um, usually they'll break everyone off into small groups, right? Go with your director. So at the time I was a director at the company. And your team's in the room, you read off a bunch of names, you say da-da-da, you know, Steve, Timmy, Annie, Banani, uh, Rahul, uh, you guys go back to your desk. Second they leave, you start reading the letter. Hey, this sucks. The second they leave the room, the people in the room know they're getting laid off. The other time I was laid off was basically the same thing. Uh, all department meeting, you walk in the room, you see HR, you know the hammer's dropping, okay? It sucks. Um, now, I understand why people don't really want to care, you know, give much of a care for Twitter employees, and I understand why, and to, especially when you start seeing some of the reactions already today. I get that. Uh, I'm still of the belief that there is at least one employee there that just was trying to do their job and wasn't some sort of radicalized political ideologue. We'll find out. 
By the way, if you are a Twitter employee and you were laid off today and you felt like you were apolitical or, heaven forbid, right-leaning, email me and I'll try to find you another job. In fact, I might even hire you. Here's the email. Team, in an effort to place Twitter in a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday. We recognize that this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to Twitter. But this action is unfortunately necessary to ensure the company's success moving forward. Now, of course, you know, Elon has, um, he has redundancies between Tesla, Neuralink, SpaceX, Starlink. He has excess capacity there that he can replace a lot of these Twitter people with. That said, Twitter was also suffering under massive, massive employee bloat letting half the people, two-thirds of the people work from home and work at about 20% of their capacity instead of, you know, being in the office and and busting uh, their humps to make Twitter great. You had a lot of people there that just worked. Oh, there's some thunder. I don't know if you heard that. Probably not. I have the noise gate up. Anyway, given the nature of our distributed workforce, as our desire to inform impacted individuals as quickly as possible, communications for this process will take place via email. First, imagine making like a college degree, you're making 200 grand a year and you just got to sit in front of a computer, wait for email to come in. By 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Friday, November 4th, everyone will receive an individual email with the subject line, your role at Twitter. Please check your email, including your spam folder. If your employment was not impacted, you will receive a notification via your Twitter email. If your employment is impacted, meaning you've been laid off, you will receive a notification with next steps via your personal email. So not only you're not even you're cut like you, you'll probably know when you no longer have access to your Twitter email that you were fired. I mean, people will figure it out probably long before they get the email. If you do not receive an email, blah, 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 blah. Second part. To help ensure the safety of each employee, as well as Twitter systems and customer data, our offices will be temporarily closed and all badge access will be suspended. If you are in an office or on your way to office, on on your way to an office, please return home. We acknowledge that this is an incredibly challenging experience to go through whether or not you are impacted. Thank you for continuing to adhere to Twitter's policies that prohibit you from discussing internal confidential company information on social media with the press or elsewhere. Well, we know that didn't happen because we have this email. We are grateful for your contributions to Twitter and your patience as we move through this process. The staff reductions were intended to put Twitter in a healthy path, according to the company's email. Look, we've already seen, I've got another topic today because we've got dozens of advertisers pulling out under pressure from activist groups. Hopefully this will like red pill Elon a little bit. People seem to think, See, people have this like incorrect opinion about Elon Musk. They think he's like a conservative. They think he's hashtag our guy. He's not. He's absolutely a left-leaning guy. And he is just a free speech guy, which, you know, you used to call a liberal. Okay. It's just that the Overton window has shifted so much that people think that, that he's like some based, you know, right winger, you know, all this stuff. No. He's a liberal who posts memes and wants free speech. So he's going to be doing things at Twitter that people don't like, especially people on the right who 
incorrectly, in my opinion, um, expected the dude to change the world after day on day one when he walked in the door. Um, you know, just because he said he would unban Trump, that doesn't mean that he's a Trump fan. Um, so you see, you know, thir later Thursday night, a growing number of Twitter employees said that they had already lost access to their company's Slack and email accounts, which is exactly what I'm telling you. So you know they're fired. And the parents on that they were among those being laid off. Quote, looks like I'm already unemployed, y'all, wrote one on Twitter. The layoff cap, the layoffs kept a tumultuous period for Twitter staff that began in April when the company first disclosed that Mr. Musk had become the largest individual shareholder. Mr. Musk then agreed to join Twitter's board before deciding not to. He launched a bid for the company that Twitter eventually accepted. Weeks later, Mr. Musk raised questions about the deal and tried to abandon it. We already know all that stuff. The Thursday email said that Twitter offices will be temporarily closed to ensure the safety of employees, the company systems, and the customer data. Employees who are in office were asked to go home. Now, I assume their stuff is going to be boxed up by somebody who is not them, and they can come pick it up on a third. I, I would strongly suspect so like when I you know when I when I got laid off nobody walked me out of the building um there's about a dozen of us that got laid off it was the entire marketing department at that company because we had been acquired by another company who had their own marketing department and sold the same thing we did calendars okay um at my previous job there was some walking out but mostly of higher executives so I didn't have anyone on my team that I was like worried about their access and IT also reported to me. So in a weird way, like IT and, and developers reported to me, even though I didn't know any code um, and then marketing reported to me. So when I had to lay people off, I just told Frankie, our, our sysadmin guy said, here, here's the three people at 1115, you know, my meetings at my meeting's at 11.10. So 11.15, I need you to remove access and all this kind of stuff so they can't log into their computers. And that was it. And I was like, I don't want to humiliate them by walking them out or whatever like that. That's not what I wanted to do. But you don't want someone going back to their desk and then sending an email to your existing customers or all customers or all employees or causing problems. By the way, none of the people I let off did. And I eventually hired two of those three people back. And I personally placed the other person at a different job because I just felt so bad. Laying people off is the worst experience of my life and it's what led me to quitting the private sector, to be honest with you, but that's a story for a different day. So the layoffs have begun. The uh, rage online has begun. I'm gonna be immediately following a, 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 a video of this. And next up, fired Twitter staff rages after Elon Musk fires 3,700 people as people celebrate the end of censorship. Well, 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 well. <clears throat> Hope you're all having a wonderful Friday. I got up early to cover all this. I may have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or maybe eleven videos. I've had lots of delicious coffee brand coffee to keep me going this morning. Lots going on at Twitter. Right now, there is an impending or a ensuing, nope, both words are incorrect, ongoing meltdown at Twitter uh, by laid off employees and the media as they are realizing that Elon was not screwing around. And it's not just the people he's fired, but the departments that he's closed that leads me to believe Twitter will, in fact, be a much freer place. And I also want to remind people, you know, Elon, I've got a video later about all these advertisers pulling out of Twitter. It's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to sell a bunch of Twitter blue. 
Um, advertisers will come back. You're fired. 3,700 in Twitter employees are sent email terminating their employment. And uh, it looks like that was the real number, like a true 50% reduction in staff almost immediately. And the employees immediately began to rage. Twitter employees slam Elon Musk as tremendously crappy during mass layoffs. Yeah, I mean, I predicted this would happen this morning when I talked about it. I know, like, I do take a lot of joy in the potential changes at Twitter. I wish it didn't have to be this way. I wish that Elon felt like he could trust these employees and they wouldn't be politically biased. I don't really generally take a lot of joy in people getting terminated outside of like Frosk um, or people who are already super rich, like VJJ Gaudet or whatever her name was. Um, you know, I don't care about them. Uh, but, you know, some of these people are regular everyday folks. So I try to, you know, I mean, I guess they didn't really care about silencing conservatives for the past five years, 10 years. They didn't care about unfairly banning accounts. They didn't care about meddling, in my opinion, uh, putting their thumbs on the scales of elections. Scores of Twitter employees unceremoniously lost access to their work emails. Late Thursday, Elon Musk commenced a brutal round of layoffs. The workers have reacted with mixed emotions. Some are devastated, having spent years at the social media giant. Others are happy to finally exit the chaos. Nobody's happy. Very few people are happy when they get laid off. Very few. I'll give you an example. I actually was. When I was just starting this YouTube channel, I think it was like, it was, you know, moving along pretty good. I was filming videos the night before and I would release them the next day on Twitter or on YouTube. And then, like, there was a point where I had started getting like four, three, four, five hundred thousand followers on this channel. And uh, I, I was making enough money between that and like my agency work. I didn't really need this day job, which was really just a really big client from an agency that it was re I was required to be on site for. We were we were laid off, and I felt relief. So it's probably not entirely impossible, but you know, there's also a lot of copium in that. Now, one now former staffer told the Daily Beast that it was a tremendously garbagey way to handle the layoffs. Now, nah, it was probably the only way you really could. Um, she said she f was found out she was terminated after she lost access to Slack, a corporate messaging system. The worst part, she told the Daily Beast, was watching waves of her colleagues acknowledge overnight that they were also out of jobs, likening the mass layoffs to a the famous snap scene of the Avengers Infinity War. Musk is expected to uh, axe about half of 7,500 employees. The ex-staffer said she was strangely happy to be leaving, but noted a lot of people aren't. She expressed skepticism about whether the company will be able to survive such drastic cuts. They will including to engineering teams, which she said were already operating on skeleton crews following months of attrition. Well, Twitter's going to be fine. Everybody, you know, everyone thinks that they're irreplaceable, you know, and they're not, including myself. If my channel went disappeared tomorrow, there'd be 100 people who would do just as good a job and be happy to replace me. Um, it's about remaining humble. So when people say like, oh, I don't know how they're ever going to live without it, trust me, everyone's replaceable. Um, I was happy about Elon buying Twitter, he added, adding a clown emoji in reference to his own judgment after being laid off. Um, you also see Twitter sued by employees after mass layoffs begin. Um, Twitter was sued by former employees who say they were not given enough notice under federal and California law that they had lost their jobs amid ongoing mass layoffs. The issue with this, and Elon, I assume, took a calculated risk here, um, 
In California, you have to give 60 days notice before any kind of big mass layoff like this. I think any layoff of over 50 people. Um, and now Twitter is a worldwide corporation. So I don't know how many of them were in California um, and what the potential like net loss would be from a lawsuit uh, of this magnitude. But uh, I think, you know, the media's, you know, grabbing on it like it's some kind of big Elon own. It's not. I'm sure he calculated, did the math. We also have some hilarious, hilarious takes. Lives a TikTok reporting too. The entire quote content curation team was reportedly fired. Their job was to monitor the trending section and add quote context to fit their narrative. They were also responsible for choosing which news slash propaganda to display at the top. This is why I'm happy for Elon. This is why I, I think that the future of Twitter is bright because these are the departments that should be handled algorithmically, right? We've known now forever, like the YouTube trending page, Twitter trending is all manually curated. There were times I saw trending topics and there'd be like a 2000 tweets and I'm like, what? This isn't trending. Um, so yeah, here's the past present curation tweets. I've had the absolute pleasure of working with for the past 18 months gone. Um, you know, and again, this is the type of people I want Elon to fire. These are not maybe necessarily the people that I want them to fire, but the, the departments that need to go because they're exactly what, you know, is the problem with Twitter. Then we get one of the most hilarious takes here. Casey Newton, who's a reporter, tweeps are just hanging out in Slack, saying nice things to each other until their access is cut off. I've never seen anything like it. Some really incredible people leaving Twitter tonight. We're all worse off without them there. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You don't know that. And also here's Andrea Kozwinski says, feels like people huddled together in a war zone, not knowing who's getting get, to get picked off by a sniper next. This is seriously messed up. <laughs> the average salary on Twitter is probably two hundred to $300,000 with stock benefits, okay? I think you're going to be fine. I don't think you're in a war zone. It's one of the most hilarious. Like, these are the people that, you know, need to go. Here's Rashad Robinson, another blue check mark who's going to have to pay the $8. Elon Musk fired the entire team that identified the Twitter algorithm amplifies right-wing voices over others. Well, sounds like they're liars to me. I don't think I would want liars on my team, but I mean, I'm just a normal everyday Midwestern guy who sells delicious coffee, tea, and cocoa at coffeebrandcoffee.com and has amazing people that are going, taking the annoying step today to subscribe so they don't miss a video. He continues, not the first time we've seen staff, particularly black employees. How do you know they were black, Rashad? You don't. You don't know that. Particularly black employees punished for flagging how their company's products enable and amplify racism. What? What? Who is this clown? President of Color of Change. Oh, so you're, you're an activist. Okay, go away. Here's Dave Kushal. Happy, honestly happy to be laid off but the veil of Elon Musk is pierced. As messy as Twitter was pre-Elon, it is a veritable clown town of politics and, and toadyism and psychological abuse now, afraid to get in my tussle with what I learned this week. What? First of all, you haven't even been in the build, building, so you don't even know what's going on there. Right? Pronouns in the bio. 
And extremely pissed for the people who are on the wrong side of Elon's court intrigue. This isn't a game. Yes, it is. Everything in life is a game. How about Enrique Roida? He, him, software engineer. Terminated. One tweet. A lot of people are using that. If you want to mine some salt, it's like hashtag one team and then hashtag tweet. Elon's takeover of Twitter is not for freedom of speech. It's quite literally an attempt to create a sounding board for Elon and his pals whose conservative views are rhetoric and hasn't been tolerated elsewhere. Look at his response to AOC, his approach to communicating with employees, the sentiments he expressed on his page, his approach to, quote, improving the app. Twitter is about to lose all of its content moderation. Yay! Oh, I mean, oh, no. Infrastructure supported half of its workforce. Good. I don't care if you keep or delete the app. Just understand as a user, as a consumer, where your data, your money, and your energy is going when you participate in Elon's Global Town Square. X tweet. Good riddance. Here's the media saying that here's what's going on Twitter right now. This is what the, 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 I can't play this because they keep claiming it. But in this report, this clown shoes uh, reporter on the right says that ex Twitter employees are saying are saying that the app, the software is being held on. It's like held on by it's that's on like a stick foundation. Well, that's actually not Elon's fault. That would be your fault. Then you have Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo, remember the vault, Geraldo. Elon Musk has declared all-out war on his former staff. At 9 a.m. Pacific time, massive layoffs go into effect at Twitter with no formal notice and gut-wrenching efficiency. That's what I want out of my CEO, gut-wrenching efficiency. I mean, the, the, and then there's so many more. You see, like, um, you know, people who are angry, laid-off software engineers are saying, like, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to sue. Yep, the team is gone. The team that was researching and pushing for algorithmic transparency and algorithmic choice, the team that was studying algorithmic amplification, the team that was inventing and building ethical AI tooling and methodologies, all gone. Probably my last Slack message for ML ethics, transparency, and accountability, accountability team. That just sounds like censorship. And next up today, Elon Musk rages after activists he bent the knee to turn on him and cause advertising boycott. Well, the news keeps flowing. I'm going to keep bringing it to you. All I ask is that you leave, a, you leave a like on the video, you subscribe if you haven't yet, and you keep it locked here on The Quartering, wherever you're watching, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, or BitChute. I appreciate you tuning in. Elon Musk goes on a bit of a rage uh, after I think he is finding out kind of in real time, almost, I don't like using this term anymore because it's so kind of, passe the word or data but like he's legitimately getting like red pilled uh on these activist corporate activist companies that are pulling their money out of twitter the fact that he's tweeting about it is leading to large drops in the tesla stock as well and i think that he's going to fight back against this and i think that this is going to be ultimately a really good thing for free speech it's also going to accelerate um Elon bringing on more products to Twitter to become less coupled to advertising. Now, earlier today, we saw that he has laid off 3,700 employees worldwide. I don't know how many of them were in California. I don't know how, you know, but it's pretty much there's New York, India, there's all, all over the world people are laid off. And uh, it, it, that's going to help. 
it's going to cut operating expenses potentially in half. I mean, it probably won't be exactly half, but oh, and by the way, no ads today. Just each video, I'm going to remind people, coffeebrandcoffee.com is my coffee company. We have 10 different teas, 15 different coffees, and 2,500 five-star reviews. And we have cocoa. Promo code The Quartering. I would, if you haven't tried it yet, I'm just hoping that today will be the day you give it a try. I just know you'll love it. If you read the reviews, you'll see everyone does too. It supports the channel. And just like Twitter helps decouple me from relying on ad revenue. Elon tweets, Twitter has had a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers, even though nothing has changed with content moderation and we did everything we could to appease the activists. Extremely messed up. They're trying to destroy free speech in America. Always have been, right? Like that's the moment that like, that, that, that's how, that how I felt right away. Like, bro, there's 380,000 likes. I bet you most of those people would pay for Twitter Blue right now to help reduce the power of advertisers on Twitter, right? A million people, two million people probably happily pay eight bucks a month for, for Twitter blue as long as they add more value down the road you know here's catchard writing who's been having a bit of a melty the past couple of days but glad to see you finally realize how fascist the lunatic left is let the conservatives back on twitter and get rid of all algorithms and shadow bans etc on us we'll bring our advertising dollars with us our spending power is enormous they're 100 right on that i'm like should I be advertising on Twitter? I don't really know what I would advertise on Twitter. Maybe my coffee? Uh, I suppose like, um, you know, I could do some coffee brand coffee ads or maybe I can advertise my YouTube channel. I don't know. Mike Cernovich, they are trying to destroy America. Most of these groups are overtly Marxist. They support Stalin and communist gulags and famines. Why isn't the hammer and sickle a hate symbol by any objective treatment of I don't want to go into that. <laughs> Publish the advertisers. I think so too. Uh, Polita Bunny says, are you not surprised? Or you're not surprised, are you? As with all forms of true fascism, we are not allowed to disagree with the approved narrative. Any effort to push back will get you punished or even canceled. Jack Posobiec writing, when people show you who they are, believe them. Critical drinker, lesson learned. Never try to appease activists. It's a pointless endeavor. This is something, you know, all of us, you know, myself, my fellow content creators in this space, my wonderful viewers who are all now subscribed. We knew this, right? We always know this. Like I've, I literally still have lunatics trying to like reach out to my sponsors and say, oh my God, here's an out of context tweet he did. Please stop supporting him. So to give you a bit of context on this, earlier in the week, Elon Musk admitted to, you know, he tweeted out, not admitted to, but like he tweeted out that, Hey, I, I met with all these, you know, kind of like the who's who of, of pro censorship groups, ADL, like the NAACP, a lot of these companies that are at minimum behind a lot of the cancel culture that we see. Um, and oh, by the way, and then Elon follows us up. By the way, this tweet got fact checked, which I think was kind of funny. Then Tom Fitton, who uh, is the president of judicial president of Judicial Watch, fact checker expert and an author writes, Elon Musk, 
The left have countless billions, government entities, media, and NGOs focused like a laser on ensuring big tech and government suppress and censor online speech. Conservatives have a few social media accounts and a handful of groups fighting for online speech. Elon replies, that assessment is more accurate than people realize. I really think that this is the moment that Elon, it's just getting a little, be a little shifted a little further to the right. Now that he's inside the belly of the beast, you know, Tesla doesn't really have to deal other than that stuff with the ESG that they had to deal with. Tesla hasn't really had to deal with like this woke activism garbage. SpaceX really hasn't de had to deal with it. Starlink hasn't had to deal with it. Neuralink hasn't had to deal with it, right? I mean, there are people on the left that are critical of them, but not, they haven't had to deal with like outright cancellation attempts and the withdrawal of monies. But this, these are big, big spenders that have pulled money. And it's, but by the way, YouTube has had multiple adpocalypses and survived them all, okay? And YouTube is more reliant on ad revenue than Twitter even is. All right, so Twitter's gonna be fine. But here are some of the companies that have paused advertising, at least temporarily. General Mills and Audi paused Twitter ads after Elon Musk takeover. General Mills latest to halt Twitter ads as Musk takeover sparks brand exodus. It is not a, be careful, because the, the left and the censorship, machi censorship machine are going to try to frame this like it's some sort of mass exodus, but it actually is not. It, these brands aren't leaving for good. They're just pausing. Let me just tell you, where there's money to be made, the brands will be there. Or there'll be new brands that move in and take their spot. General Mills, uh, you know, Cheerios, Lucky Charms. Again, last week, top U.S. automaker General Motors tempor temporarily paused paid advertising on Twitter and made chaos of the company. Volkswagen, Audi, a Volkswagen AG's Audi also confirmed Thursday that it would pause ads to continue to evaluate the situation. The Wall Street Journal reported Thursday that Pfizer had also suspended advertising on Twitter. Good. The growing exodus of advertisers amid, come amid concerns that Musk will scale back mis misinformation and security protections. No, that's 100% incorrect. The scale back of advertisers is coming from activist agencies like the ADL, like the NAACP, like all these media watchdogs that don't like Elon and don't like free speech, bullying them into doing it. Because Elon has not, he wrote here, you know, I, we have not changed, again, even though nothing has changed with content moderation and we did everything we could to appease them. That's the point. That's the point. Why don't you let the MyPillow guy advertise on there? I bet you he'd spend a lot of money. Top firm advises pausing Twitter ads after Musk takeover. Why, why, would, why do you think that that would be? Why do, you, why do you think that that might be occurring? And then you see, again, if you didn't think it was political before, allow me to show you. Elon Musk falls apart as Twitter starts to fail. It's been five days. Twitter's not failing. Do you know how much money he just saved by cutting 50% of the staff? Do you have any idea how much money he's going to make selling all that real estate that Twitter owns all around the world? When he moves to Austin, moves Twitter to Austin, 
because activists are pressuring advertisers to leave. It's extremely messed up. Retweet if you think it's Elon's fault. 32, you know, 32 tweets. I mean, no, all of this stuff's going to go away. You see Elon Musk has accused activist group of pressuring advertisers into dropping Twitter. No, no, no. That's a factual thing. That's a factual thing. Volkswagen, founded in 1937 by the German labor front under the Nazi party, tells brands to pause ads on Twitter because Elon Musk's takeover. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Like, you would you would be shocked how many people are going to return. You start advertising on Twitter now. Like, Twitter's not going to have to worry about it because they have the election run up here and politicians are still going to run their ads on, uh, you know... You know, that the, the politicians are still going to run their ads. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure what what these idiots. It's like such a fake win. It's like they, they're so salty that they want Twitter to fall apart. But it's going to be fine. Twitter's going to abso- absolutely be fine. General Mills will come back to Twitter. Um, uh, what, Whatever these all these other, you know, Volkswagen, all these. They're all going to come back to Twitter because there's really no reason to have left in the first place other than for ideological reasons. And, and like that only lasts so long because you still have sh- these companies still have shareholders and they still need to make money. So they can celebrate all they want. Elon Musk is not dumb. This tweet is going to bring in a bunch of money. You know, he's going to have right wing people pumping money into Twitter. There's more right wing users more active on Twitter right now. So more right-wing politicians are going to pump ads here. Twitter is still an advertising juggernaut and due to the nature of its gigantic audience, they're going to be fine. And next up, Elon Musk, your fired email gets revealed on Twitter and it's actually genius. It looks like the actual notices for the uh, employees who have been terminated have leaked and it is completely destructive towards any of the, um, the uh, how do I say, must-suit lawsuits and all sorts of stuff like that. It kind of just blows up all of that stuff. And let's get right into that. Hey, I appreciate everyone who's tuning in. All I ask is that you subscribe. There's a button right down below the video to do so. I don't even might have to create an account, but it greatly, greatly helps. Revealed dreaded Elon Musk email that 3,700 Twitter employees received today as he promises to pay them until February and lashes out at woke activists for driving away advertisers. (laughs) Yikes. Now, if you've followed exactly, we don't know exactly what the breakdown is in terms of, you know, what particular employees were fired. I don't think really people need to know that, but uh, we do know that several teams that focused on, as the mainstream media likes to call it, trust and safety, but it's really just censorship. Things like integrity and 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 curation. These whole teams were completely cut out of the company, which is great because you shouldn't have any human oversight on what's actually trending, right? Like the trending tab should always be algorithmic. This article from The Verge. Elon Musk has now purged roughly half of Twitter's 7,500 employees base, leaving the whole leaving whole teams are nearly nearly completely gutted, including those tasked with defending the election ahead of the U.S. midterms next week. The Verge has learned the areas of Twitter has impacted 
the most by Musk's cuts include its product trust and safety, policy communications, tweet curation, ethical AI, data science research, machine learning, social good, and accessibility. Now, most of those teams are uh, the kind of uh, teams that you get at some woke progressive company that's just making too much money. This this whole like idea, like um, the diversity and inclusion officer, this is a brand new position that no successful company in history has ever had before. But it's one of these like woke requirements at companies. Like if you don't want to get sued, you pay the ransom of one of these people with a $500,000 education to sit in there and call everyone racist. More company leaders, including Arnon Weber, vice president of consumer product engineer, Tony Hale, senior director of product overseeing Twitter's work with new publishers, have also been laid off following Musk's firings of tweeners, tweeners, see, yeah, that would actually work. Twitter senior leadership last week. The, uh, here's the thing. This is just the first cut, right? This was the ax. Next will come the scalpel. There will be, I would, will be willing to bet another 500 or so people cut in the next six months. According to emails sent to laid off employees and internal FAQ obtained by The Verge, those affected will continue to be paid and receive benefits until the dates that appear to match the length of the mass layoff notice required by U.S. federal and state law, meaning all this lawsuit talk, bunk, wasted. And there's like a hundred mainstream media articles all like, oh, Elon's going to get sued. No, 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 he's not. Tony Hale says, I am also consciously uncoupled from Twitter. It's a weird day. People on either side of the 50% aren't sure whether to be grateful or gutted. Now, I'm pretty sure that if they're keeping their jobs, they feel pretty good. What I know is how honored I am to have spent time with wonderful people who show an unprecedented level of care for each other. Fine way to, fine statement to make. Arnon Weber, after three years, my time at Twitter has ended. I wanted to thank every tweeps for making this experience amazing and memorable. Twitter still has a lot of unlocked potential, but I'm proud of what we accomplished. Please DM me if I can be of any assistance. Michael Austin wrote, woke up to the news that my time working at Twitter has come to an end. I am heartbroken. I am in denial. It's been the best, craziest, most rewarding live ride of my career. I have loved every single minute of it. A short thread if you would indulge me. So, uh, you know, hey, these are actually fine. You know, even if these were... These weren't like, you know, total wild meltdowns. Um, but now we're seeing the actual letters. Now, there are some people, chief, you know, the world's richest man, rocked up the Barron Investment Conference at the Met Metropolitan Opera House in Manhattan after posting a furious message to woke users who have cost a massive drop in revenue before the purge hit their staff in their inboxes. He said it was extremely messed up and accused them of trying to destroy free speech in America. Well, of course they were. Now, let's look at the actual letter. So this is the you're fired letter. This is not, I am certain it didn't actually say you're fired in the letter. Hello. As shared earlier today, Twitter is conducting a workforce reduction to help improve the health of the company. These decisions are never easy. And it is with great regret that we write to inform you your role at Twitter has been impacted. I mean, it just says, I mean, that's saying you're fired. The safe one says, hello, thank you for your patience to this transition and to your commitment to the important work you do at Twitter. We are sending you this email to confirm that your employment is not 
impacted by today's workforce reduction. Now, in the firing letter, it's actually pretty good severance, to be honest with you. Today is your last day working for the company. However, you will remain employed by Twitter and receive compensation and benefits through your separation date of February 2nd, 2023. So they get three months severance, they're paid, and they have insurance for the next three months. I saw there was a article floating around where it was like, I'm eight months pregnant. Great, your, your birth will be covered by Twitter's insurance. Um, during this time, you will be on a non-working notice period and your access to Twitter systems will be deactivated. While you are not expected to work during the non-working notice period, you are still required to comply with all company policies, including the employee playbook and code of conduct. Within a week, you will receive details on your severance offer, financial resources extending beyond your non-workforce notice period. At that time, you will also receive a separation agreement and a release of claims and other offboarding. This is actually genius. It's genius because what this does is it satisfies the minimum of 90 days. It gives them 90 days notice. So it, it satisfies all like legal minimums in terms of, you know, how much time you have to give employees before you lay them off. Um, it also keeps them under his thumb for the next 90 days where they can't be going out and disparaging the company. They can't be talking about the company. They can't be sharing company secrets for the next 90 days if they want to get paid. So essentially it will force them to quit if they want to do these things. Um, in the in the save your safe letter, it continues. Throughout the last week, Elon has spent a lot of time with a number of employees, customers, partners, policymakers, and Twitter users. He's looking forward to communicating with everyone about his vision for the company soon. We know you likely have a number of questions and we will have more information to share next week. In the meantime, please note that until Monday, Birdhouse is tempor temporarily offline. Our office buildings are temporarily closed and all badge access is temporarily suspended. Offices will reopen on Monday, November 7th, which I'm sure will be quite the scene. Thank you for continuing to demonstrate respect for impacted colleagues as we navigate these changes. As a reminder, we expect you to continue to comply with company policy. policy. See, this is why I'm worried about if these are fake or not, because there's a typo right here. By refraining from discussing confidential company information on social media with the company or press. If these are if these are the real letters, okay. Um, I, I, you know, I'm I'm a little the spelling error seems odd, but also given like kind of the like the crazy fast speed that it went through, you know. The company has reportedly fired 85% of their employees in India, 90% of those in Asia. USA, USA, USA. No, I'm kidding. I mean, you know, bring the jobs back to America. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, with public relations and communication teams down to two people. According to Wall Street Journal, some staff were told that they would have to have a separation date in January rather than February. They were also informed that they would receive one month's base pay in severance and approximately 45 days after the termination date, in addition to providing instructions for returning company property such as laptops. It is unclear if the company should expect to receive their year-end bonuses, which historically have been based on individual and company performance. Musk joked about overpaying for Twitter during a surprise appearance at the conference as emails started rolling out to inform the staff of mass layoffs. Speaking at the Barron Investment Conference, the billionaire said that him trying to get out of the deal was like a scene from The Godfather. 
He said, I mean, I think most people would say, given how the market has evolved this year, the price is on the high side. Musk laid out his plan for the future of the company, saying the layoffs should save them $400 million a year and double down on his plans to charge verified users $8 a month. So $400 million a year in uh, salaries, a non-indiscriminate amount of money. On top of that, I would also suspect he will shave another $100 million in salary by, by the end of this year. It's almost certain that will be another round of layoffs. There's no way he went through everything with that fine-tooth comb in this amount of time. The Tesla CEO said that recouping the money he spent on the company would be very difficult to achieve, but added that he believes Twitter will become one of the most valuable companies in the world. Billionaire Ron Barron runs the event, and when he was asked about the cuts, he said, there's a lot of people there that aren't very productive. They work from home. They haven't written much code. <laughs> I mean, he's right, right? There are a lot of people there that aren't productive. There are a lot of people there that this is their first job out of college and they have no idea what it's like to be in the grind. Uh, you know, I've never not worked 40 to 60 hours a week, a week, you know, and I'm not saying you, you know, like, look, if you're working less than that and, and you're happy, you're winning. I'm not. But I mean, if you're going to work for Elon Musk, I've talked to a lot of people that work for him at Tesla. It's not for everybody. It is a grind. You do get rewarded, but it's a grind. An internal memo, memo revealed, you know, that he was getting rid of 3,700 people. It's, it's, it's so, it seems so arbitrary. I'm just going to cut it in half, but I would suspect that he's going to, uh, cut many more in the next month in the coming months to cut, uh, uh, to be able to trim, uh, more overhead. And it's going to depend how much advertising dollars get pumped through here for the next presidential election. And next up today, science predicts what female online SJWs will look like in just a few years, and is horrifying. Scientists have now revealed the future of the social media addicted woman, uh, what that might look like. Now, I suspect you could extrapolate a lot of this to social media addicted men, um, including you could probably say that a lot of these people are social justice warriors, you know, terminally online, um, you know, and and it's it's uh, frightening, uh, very frightening, much like the last time this was done uh, for the gamers body. Uh, that was a another just very, very uncomfortable looking uh, <laughs> existence for the future gamer. We'll take a look at that just to bring back memories. But now remember we saw this article, you know, what gamers bodies look like in the future. An indented skull from pressure of overuse of headphones, dark circles from sleep deprivation and excessive screen time, hunched back from poor posture, obese, pale skin, PlayStation thumb, Repetitive strain, injury from excessive use of controller, Nintendo arthritis, varicose veins. Now, I would say that this, you know, looks like gamers all the time. You know, a lot of this, you know, is funny. You know, it was made kind of for, for clickbait, I, I would assume. Um, but now we have hunchback and wide-necked with a text-clawed thumb Grotesque model Mindy reveals what humans could look like in the year 3000 thanks to our reliance on technology. 
for many people, a moment without your phone or laptop can feel like a lifetime, but a terrifying model may encourage you to spend less time with your devices. Researchers have created a model of someone called Mindy, which they say provides a glimpse into what humans could look like in less than 800 years since of our, because of our reliance on technology. With a hunched back, wide neck, clawed hand, and even a second set of eyelids, Mindy could be the human of 3000 and beyond. Now I urge you to prepare yourself as I introduce Mindy. Featuring a hunched back, arched back and neck, a text claw, a second eyelid, a thicker skull and smaller brain, a 90 degree elbow from sitting at the desk all the time. Mindy was created by toll-free forwarding as a way of visualizing how technology affects our bodies. We source scientific research and expert opinion in the subject before working with a 3D designer to create a future human whose body is physically changed through the constant use of smartphones, laptops, and other tech, it explained. Years of looking down at our smartphones or up at computer screens will result in hunched posture, according to the model. Meanwhile, our hands will be permanently molded into a claw shape after constantly gripping our smartphones. Speaking of toll-free forwarding, Dr. Nikola Dvorak from MedHelp, MedAlertHelp. Now, I'm assuming this is some clickbait article to generate links, but whatever. It's funny. This, uh, the way we hold our phones can cause strain to certain points of contact, causing text claw, which is known as cubital tunnel syndrome. As well as text claw, humans could experience smartphone elbow, a permanent 90 degree angle caused by typically positioning the arm when holding device. Keeping the elbow bent for a long time, most often while holding your phone, can stretch the nerve behind the elbow and put pressure on it, the doctor added. Yikes. I mean, I guess the text claw could come in handy for some things. Hours looking down at our phone will not only result in hunched backs, but also thicker necks, according to the model. When you're look, working on your computer or looking down at your phone, the muscles in the back and neck have to, con, uh, have to contract to hold your head up, explained the doctor from New York Presbyterian Orc, Orch Spine Hospital. The more you look down, the harder the muscles have to work to keep your head up. These muscles can get overly tired and sore from looking down at smartphones and tablets, spending the majority of our working days on computers. Other gross features we can expect to include a thicker skull and a smaller brain, as well as a second eyelid to prevent excessive exposure to light. Humans may develop an inner, a larger inner eyelid to prevent exposure to excessive light or the lens of the eye may evolutionarily develop such that it blocks incoming blue light but not the other wavelength lights like green, red, or yellow. Mindy is a successor to Emma, the sick, sickly work colleague of the future who was built in 2019 to highlight the uh, importance of good work conditions. She has a permanently hunched posture from sitting over her, ass, over her desk for hours a day, dry red eyes from prolonged exposure to a computer screen, and sallow skin from spending years trapped under the glare of artificial light. If we go back and look at this particular character, yikes, yikes. 
behavioral futurist William Hingham and a team of experts in the field of ergonomics, occupational health, and professional well-being set out to investigate the effects of the office workplace are having the office workplace are having on employee health. Based on surveys from more than 3,000 workers in France, Germany, and the UK, the team predicted how the human body will change in just the next 20 years. Just the next 20 years, friends. From their findings, which were commissioned by the office equipment firm Fellows, the research teamed up with model specialist Helix to create Emma, a disturbingly distorted life-sized mannequin to illustrate the potential impact of my, I'm like sitting up straighter as I'm reading this. Uh, modern workstations are in our body. Poor Emma has permanently hunched over posture from sitting for hours a day at her desk, dry red eyes from prolong, prolonged exposure to computer screens and sallow skin from spending years trapped under the glare of artificial light. The work colleague of the future report shows that employers are working really uh, and workers really need to act now to address the problem with poor workplace health. This is true, you know, you talk about like, you know, people say now sitting is the new smoking and all this kind of stuff. Like people should get stand-up desks. It's real. Like the desk I have is motorized so it can go up uh, and so I can stand and work at it. Um, I don't do that. I need to do that. After reading these articles, I probably will do that more. Researchers found that... Office workers spend an average of six hours sitting at a desk a day. More than 90% of those surveyed reported being concerned that this was too much time, and 98% feared that it could lead to future health problems. Well, it definitely will. Let's take... Ah! Ah! This is not a good future. What are Emma's afflictions? A permanently bent back caused by sitting hours with poor posture, varicose veins brought on by poor blood flow, a round stomach caused by sedentary working, dry red eyes, swollen wrists and ankles, sallow skin, red upper arms brought on regular contact with laptop heat, eczema caused by stress at, oh, eczema caused by stress at work, a hairy nose and ears as well as a swollen nose all triggered by poor air quality. It's a hunchback. Yikes. Ugh. Definitely makes you want to sit up in your seat a little bit. And like all jokes aside, it's definitely making me think. You know what I mean? Like, and it's making me think about a lot of you out there. Like, you know, wanting to not let all of our muscle density go away uh, from sitting in chairs all day. You know, it's good at our last, at my last office, this is something good. Every like 20 minutes or something like that, or 15 minutes, there'd be like a ding that reminded you to get up and walk around. Most people would use it to like go get a drink of water or go fill up your mug or, um, you know, you know, I would wait if I had to like go over somewhere. Like I'm like, oh, I know I got the stupid ding. Maybe it was every 30 minutes. I don't remember anymore. Uh, to turn in some paperwork or to go, I would schedule my meetings around it, you know, so that I would always be moving, you know, when this, you know, when we would have this. And I think it was a good thing for the office. And definitely more offices need to take this kind of stuff into consideration because, uh, you know, employee health is a real thing and you want people to be able to work longer uh, and have good work-life balance. And uh, this is all part of it. And next up today, Elon Musk threatens to go nuclear on activist advertisers as lies about moderation spread. 
Elon has now threatened to go thermonuclear uh, to name and shame some of these companies that uh, were boycotting or essentially, you know, pseudo boycotting, soft boycotting advertising on Twitter because, well, basically the misinformation published by the mainstream press that suddenly Twitter was, uh, you know, going to let anything go and you were going to be able to do whatever you want, even though that was never the case. Elon Musk never said that. Uh, the moderation team, moderation rules have not changed. The terms of service have not changed. The mainstream media wants to try to destroy Twitter because they can no longer control it. Make no mistake about it. I appreciate everyone tuning in for this week for all the wild, wild Elon Musk news. If you're enjoying the coverage, all I ever ask is that you leave a like uh, and uh, consider subscribing to the channel. It helps an absolute ton and it makes it easier to find my videos. You see Mike Davis tweet out, Dear Elon, you have nearly 114 million Twitter followers. Name and shame the advertisers, advertisers who are succumbing to the advertiser boycotts so we can counter boycott and get your $8 monthly subscription going ASAP so we can start to make up for lost revenue now. That's exactly how I felt. And I know that like, oh yeah, let me, uh, let me correct something here quick. I think um, I unfairly took some generalization kind of pokes at people that work from home, generalizing them as in, you know lazy and whatnot. That wasn't fair. There are people that work from home that are lazy, um, but there are definitely people who are not. Um, I mean, I work from home, right? And I do seven videos a day and a live stream most nights of the week. Um, there are lots of people who are good working from home and I just wanted to correct that. So any hoozle. Uh, so all these advertisers were basically pulling back on advertising on Twitter because uh, allegedly, you know, like the NAACP and the ADL and all this kind of stuff, they, uh, they essentially went to these advertisers and were like, oh my God, didn't you hear the N word? It went up 500%, even though it was a trolling campaign, which was quickly squashed. You probably shouldn't advertise on there. Oh my God, Elon Musk isn't going to stop election. Uh, you know, he's going to let people say whatever they want about elections. You should probably not advertise on there. And a lot of big name companies backed out. Um, <clears throat> for example, General Motors, Audi, Pfizer, General Mills, Volkswagen, and other big names are wary of potential changes to Twitter's policy, as well as the departure of top executives. Look, I, I don't know what their advertising budgets are for Twitter. It might not actually be as large as you think. Uh, Twitter has got to be a low value spend. Um, you don't get a lot of demographic data on the users. You know, Facebook in general is pretty rough, but if you're very, very good at targeting, you can make it work. Twitter is more like a brand play. It's not as good for direct sales of items. Not as good as like Instagram is again, because Instagram lets you target much better. This is coming from an advertiser. Um, you know, I'm not saying you can't make it work, but I'm just saying it's very difficult. You have to be very, very good. Uh, and it has to be the right product too. Uh, you know, if you're advertising, following somebody else on Twitter, that's probably a high conversion rate. Uh, so you have a bunch of people back out and you have, you know, the NAACP tweeting, it's immoral, dangerous, and highly destructive to our democracy for any advertiser to fund a platform that fuels hate speech, which isn't a real thing. Um, election denialism and conspiracy theories. By the way, if these things were said on Twitter, it would make it no less valuable to advertisers. 
that's the thing. Any real advertisers out there who are selling real products who aren't like uh, like Fortune 500 companies, um, they don't care. They advertise where the conversions are. And if you have a marketing agency that is telling you anything else, they suck. They want, you know, <laughs> the reason my agency was so good and the reason that we never lost clients when I, when I still did that was I didn't care. Like I, I, my agency worked through the adpocalypse and, and I had big name clients that did peel back spending in certain areas because they were afraid of their ads showing up on particular YouTube videos or whatever because they couldn't control them. They thought they couldn't control them. You can. They're very easy to control. But the, the idea that, you know, the, the, it doesn't matter what people are talking about, whatever weird theories. Like if a bunch of people were talking about, um, I don't know, some, you know, some wide, about Bigfoot, okay, on Twitter, does it make it any less valuable to advertise on? No, of course not. The same people, the people are what make it valuable. It's not what they're talking about that makes it valuable. Elon has urged to press ahead with his controversial reforms at Twitter hours after he fired half the staff. The social media platform informed 3,700 workers they were being let go and would be paid out until the end of January or February to avoid falling afoul of California's employment notice laws. Musk insisted that the moves were necessary to, comf uh, to make the company profitable and on Friday morning tweeted that Twitter has a massive drop in revenue due to activist groups pressuring advertisers, even though nothing has changed with content moderation and we did everything we could to appease activists. This is something that, you know, I talked about in the video yesterday. We knew that this was going to happen because it's like, it's like when people tell you to say, I'm sorry, they don't actually want you to say you're sorry. They don't care. Once you say you're sorry, they're going to say you did. I don't like the way you said, I'm sorry. So they did it with Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Irving shared a link to a, a movie. Now, a movie that was not a good movie, okay? I acknowledge that. I'm not endorsing the movie he shared. But the dude got suspended from the NBA and dropped by Nike because he didn't say, I'm sorry, specifically. He said, I'm sorry, in a lot of different ways. But, I don't know, the mob, I'll say, wasn't happy. They wanted him to bend the knee. Extremely messed up, he wrote... They're trying to continue to destroy free speech in America. Um, oh, my God. Malaysian gamer and journalist Ian Miles Chong. You mean the guy that got caught red-handed swatting another YouTuber? You know, the videos out there online, you can just Google it. Elon Musk swats. Everyone's always like, it's so frustrating. Everyone forgives that. They're like, oh, bro, but he says the right things. Uh, so that's okay. He's one of our guys. No, one of our guys would never swat another YouTuber. Um, there's rumors of him getting a dog, uh, costing a dog their life because of another I issue. Um, the man stole money from me directly from a nonprofit before I knew who he was. Anyway, we'll take him out of the context. It's time to stop appeasing the activists because they will stop at nothing to hurt Twitter regardless of what you do. No kidding. Any idiot knows that. But Elon always looks at the verified tab. So, Elon actually replied to that and agreed to it, basically saying, you're right, which, you know, we knew what would happen. We knew that's, that's what would happen, but Elon still has to play the game. Even now, he still has to play the game. 
Twitter blue is not going to be enough to, you know, offset advertisers. Look at Twitch, right? Twitch steals half of the subscription money from everybody who works for them uh, for free, essentially. Um, and then they still desperately need ad revenue. Creators don't need ad revenue because they make enough off the sub revenue. So it creates this weird issue. Maybe, maybe Twitter will take a run at being like Twitch and being streaming service. Maybe Twitter will really truly become the X app that he talked about. Elon Musk posted a furious message to woke users who caused a massive drop in revenue. He said it was extremely messed up. Twitter employees started to receive the email around midnight the night before. We talked about that. Now, Elon Musk promises a thermonuclear name and shame as Twitter is losing $4 million a day. Elon Musk has threatened to out advertisers who are boycotting the firm since his Twitter takeover in a sensational rant on the platform itself. Probably um, a bold move. I don't really know. I think that there's a lot of Republican money. I think there's a lot of freedom first money. I think there's a lot of money in uh, advertising, you know, people who are free speech advocates or moderates. I mean, I'm pretty sure the MyPillow guy would spend a lot of money on your platform. Uh, political candidates are going to spend money there, whether they pretend to or not. Tesla owner replies after the ma you know, massive drop, and he says, hey, we're losing $4 million a day. Um, you know, that's what it is. Here's a tweet. Thank you. A thermonuclear name and shame is exactly what will happen if this continues. It really is the only way because he has the people. You know, all these people who are pretending they're going to Mastodon. Have you tried using Mastodon? You think boomers are going on Mastodon? And guess what? Boomers make a big chunk of the even older millennials like me. Mastodon isn't, equally, isn't exactly super easy to interface into. And it silos all their, all their users. So Elon Musk is getting kind of red-pilled in, in real time. Tweeting out, you trash me all day, but it'll cost you $8. Power to the people. There's this weird false narrative going on. You know, when you say re regarding Twitter's reduction of force, unfortunately, there's no choice when the company's losing $4 million a day. Yeah. I, I don't think there is a choice in that, in that case. They have to. You know, it, it's, it's, they have to. And like this whole narrative about Twitter not being moderate anymore is pure bunk. Like it's being completely made up by the media. Here's Yoel Roth, everyone's favorite guy to want to get fired. Okay, but he said, here are the facts about where Twitter's trust and safety and moderation capacity stand right now. TLDR, while we said goodbye to incredibly talented friends and colleagues yesterday, our core moderation capabilities remain in place. Yesterday's reduction in force affected approximately 15% of trust and safety organization as opposed to approximately 50% of, of the company-wide with our frontline moderation experiencing literally the least impact. Last week, for security reasons, we restricted our access to internal tools for some users, including some members on my team. Most of the 2,000-plus content moderators working on frontline review were not impacted, and access will be fully restored in the coming days. More than 80% of our incoming content moderation volume was completely unaffected by the access change. 
the daily volume of moderation actions we take stayed steady through this entire period. And then he shared the data. With early voting underway in the United States, our efforts on election integrity, including harmful misinformation that can suppress the vote and combating state-backed information ops remain a top priority. What aren't we doing? In the short term, we have had to deprioritize workflows like lost passwords and some suspension appeals. That's it. But the media keeps saying, oh, we, you know, oh, they're, they're not monitoring anything. No, they absolutely made no change. And any, any idiot news company that's running these articles or spreading this lie, they're just lying. They're trying to hurt Twitter. It's like a coordinated attack. And the reason they're doing it is because they now no longer have their thumb on the scales of democracy, and that scares them. Well, at least in my opinion. And last up today, Elon Musk tricks AOC into exposing a huge campaign funding lie. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez embarrassed. AOC accidentally revealing uh, perhaps fraud, or, well, at least she got busted lying because she was just so eager to, to stick it to her man, Elon, Old prediction, by 2024, there will be at least one Musk bun in the oven of AOC. It's just a prediction. I don't really know. Huge shout out to everyone who's been subscribing this week. This story is actually pretty hilarious. I covered an earlier back and forth uh, between Elon and AOC. There's clearly some tension there. She clearly loves him. But now in her haste to try to own him. Now, if you were following where this all started, Elon Musk snipes back at AOC on Twitter after she questions his intentions for the blue tick mark. Your feedback is appreciated, now pay $8. Well, probably maybe the only time, uh, you know, that uh, she has ever been ratioed in her, in her entire sad existence. Twitter is planning to begin charging for blue verification badges as early as next week. Bloomberg reported on Thursday, sending people familiar with the plans. The badge is a scalp-edged round blue icon with a white tick in the center will be part of a subscription plan that is $8 monthly. Bloomberg reported Twitter users who are already verified will have months to start paying for the status or lose it. The outlet added. Since Elon Musk finalized his deal, you know, other, other than charging for verification, Twitter is also working on a new feature that will allow content creators to charge viewers for videos. I would never do that. Uh, I would never charge you for, for videos. I believe that's misspoken by a great, another great journalist. I think what they mean to say is allow creators to monetize videos, meaning perhaps running ads. Um, but then AOC... Uh, tweeted out, you know, $8 owning billionaire uh, to 721,000 likes. Big tweet for her. Only to get ratioed by Elon Musk with over 1 million likes. Your feedback is appreciated. Now pay $8. So then that set her off in a tizzy. She spent the entire night seething and being angry and, and trying to pretend like she made these bizarre claims that Elon himself had, you know, interjected himself to, to, uh, you know, to shut down her account and all this kind of stuff, even though the verify tab, I guess I'm told, uh, does not actually, uh, the tab doesn't always work in the app. So then she tries to clap back. So Elon then points out, Hey, you sell $58 hoodies. That's pretty rich, uh, for you, someone who's for the people and this and that and the other thing. Her entire excuse is that it's 
you know, uh, uh, union made. So therefore it's super expensive. Uh, you know, like true cutthroat. See, for socialists, she's one heck of a capitalist. They usually are, just like Hassan. You know, he's got more money than anyone I know and who creates content, really. Uh, D Queens in the Democrat in the Queens' Bronx is running a robust retail operation that would make Bezos envious, shelling out $2 million since January 2021 on campaign merch that is flying off the shelves. God, why do I never understand why people. Uh, okay, anyway. The products hawked on her campaign website include a $58 Tax the Rich sweatshirt, currently sold out, $28 Green New Deal hats, $27 t-shirts that say drink water and don't be a racist. A better world is possible. Sweatshirt for $58 is sold out in all but one size. I'm going to guess it's smaller medium. <laughs> I'm going to guess they sold out of the four axes really fast. Like true cutthroat capitalists, the campaign appears to have marked up the AOC gear by more than double its wholesale cost. The bulk purchase item for plain black sweatshirts, similar to the one used for the tax the rich item, is $22. Espousing one set of beliefs while practicing another might be the most typically liberal thing about AOC, says GOP consultant Luke Thompson. The campaign buys goods from financial... Oh, they don't even make it! Oh, no. Oh, no, Alexandria. The campaign buys the goods from Financial Innovation, a Cranston, Rhode Island wholesaler specializing in custom political products that touts as being made in the United States or Canada in union shops. The AOC campaign. Okay, so why does she need to charge $58? I never understood this about campaign merch. Like... If you want people to work for you by wearing your merch, then it should be as cheap as possible. The campaign, uh, so the AOC gave, the AOC campaign gave the company $1.8 million worth of business, according to the latest Federal Election Commission data, which covers the period from December 25th through the 22nd. Now, remember now, she said that she only sells this stuff to give to charity. The campaign merchandising expenses also include $50,000 to the e-commerce business Shopify for various website-related costs and at least $4,400 in design fees for the merchandise. That's all reasonable. It's unclear how much the Congresswoman camp woman's campaign made off the sale of the t-shirts, hats, socks, pins, and other goods. The purchase is considered a campaign donation and not the and not specifically itemized in the FEC records as merchandise sale so you're giving a campaign donation and you're getting a free hat campaign records show that the campaign raked in 11.7 million dollars in the current election cycle it's not that she needs money though ocasio-cortez is expected to handily defeat republican opponent tina forte who has raised a meager 1.2 million the two-term democrat socialist high-priced apparel line became a debate point this week when AOC's Twitter spat with Elon Musk after he announced that Twitter users will be charged on the eight-month subscription plan. Musk then mocked Ocasio-Cortez with a screenshot of one of her $58 campaign t-shirts along with a thinky face emoji. Now, here's where the lie gets revealed. Ocasio-Cortez tweeted back that she was proud of her merchandise, adding, not to mention that all proceeds go to community organizing like our homework helpers program which gives private tutoring to kids 
who need learning support since the COOF. $11 million, huh? Well, here's where it gets interesting. Campaign's filings show that a meager $10,900 has actually gone to community groups since January 2021, so almost two years, including $4,200 to the Start the Lighthouse organization in the Bronx and the Homework Helpers program of only $5,000, a crowdfunding group, $300, whatever, whatever. Our campaign directly runs, she said, several, with some thunder and lightning going on out there, Charitable programs, including regular food distributions. However, campaign filings show an expense of $5,000 for turkeys and $4,000 for backpacks. Hey, by the way, all good things to do, all nice things to do, except she lied. She raised millions of dollars and donated $10,000 to charity. So where is that other $11 million going to fancy name brand clothing and $500 haircuts and all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to guess. So it turns out she's just wholesale flipping stuff. Something that uh, is fine to do. You know, uh, it's fine to have a business and make money. I have coffee brand coffee. So many of you decided to try it out yesterday. I think we had about 150 new customers uh, pick up some coffee to your cocoa yesterday. And then we had like 300 existing customers refill, which was awesome. Huge, huge day. So Thank you, everyone. Use the promo code the quartering. But it's funny that AOC tells Musk's proceeds from her campaign go to merch store to do community acts, but expenses say otherwise. Why isn't this a bigger story? This should be a massive story. And then he mocked her again in a tweet that uh, he was, you know, meddling with her account specifically. You know, I think we should make this a pretty big story. So. If you have Twitter open in another tab or Getter or Gab or um, Truth, tweet it out and tag me and I'll retweet you uh, as much as I can. I'll get as many as I can over this weekend uh, with the hashtag AOC lied. How about that? That might be kind of fun. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. And if you made it this far and you're not yet subscribed, I hope that I will have earned your subscription today. There's a button down below to do so. I know it seems trivial to a lot of people, but it's super, super helpful for content creators. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you real soon.